The Somali language. It has a lot of sounds that sound like Arabic, and Somalia is in the Arab League of Nations, and um, in some ways it does look like the Somali people have a similar culture to the Arabs. But is Somali Arabic? In this episode of the podcast, we're going to find out. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. This is your Arabic teacher, Sam, and a very warm welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode 40, and uh, we're talking about the Somali language and whether it is Arabic or not. Um, you know, because this is something that confused me a little bit, because when I was at uni, I remember meeting Somali people. And then I also remember seeing in my Arabic studies that Somalia was a country that was in the Arab League of Nations. And I didn't quite get it. And um, it turns out that Somali is another big passion of mine now, um, all these years later. In fact, I have another YouTube channel um, called the Sam of Somalia channel. You know, a lot of you guys maybe don't even know about that, but that's actually much bigger than this channel. It's maybe three or four times the size of the audience that I have with my Arabic stuff, even though it kind of seems like the Arabic stuff's my main thing. And um, yeah, so I thought this would be a really cool time to actually talk about this. Episode 40, big round number. And uh, last week as well, because of the whole world basically being on lockdown, I created a new product called called Somali on Lockdown, which is basically a bundle of Somali language resources for people to use at home to learn Somali. And they're particularly engaging and good for kids. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, you can see all of them up behind me. This is where I keep all of of them because I use them with my children as well. Um, Oh, and speaking of my children, if you can hear anything, then... um, I'm looking, I'm, I'm watching my son Yusuf at the moment. He's sitting right there, um, about two metres away from me, just playing while I'm doing this episode of the podcast. And as this is a bit of a longer bit of content, because it's a podcast, um, you probably hear him at some point or another. But but I have told him that to be on his best behaviour, and um, he's supposed to be just playing and, um, you know, not, not telling me to take him to the toilet or telling me to get him juice or anything. He should be on his best behaviour. So anyway, so let's, let's get into it, inshallah. So the structure of this a little bit will be just some of my ramblings about the things I find so fascinating about Somali and about Arabic. And we'll kind of delve into a load of words that Somali and Arabic share and how similar the two languages are. And um, so and so all of you who are watching this will come away with it knowing about 20 words in Somali, which um, gives me great pleasure that there will be Arabic students walking around who also can uh, build bridges with Somali people a little bit as well when they meet and say, oh, these words exist in your language too, right? So um, so it is obviously true that Somalia is in, in the Arab League of Nations, but to be honest, that w- w- when you know Somalis, that's, that's pretty bizarre, really. And it seems to just be for political reasons why that is the case. But, um, but because, because Somali isn't even part of the same close family as Arabic, um, even though it sounds a bit like it is. Um, but both of them are Afro-Asiatic languages, but they're not of the same family, right? Like, so they kind of have the same great-great-grandfather, but not the same grandfather, right? Um, Arabic's obviously a Semitic language, and in that family has cousins like Hebrew and Aramaic. But um, Somali is a Cushitic language rather than a Semitic one. And it only has a few cousins. There's a language called Oromo, and, um, that, and that's about it. There are a couple of others, um, but really small ones, just confined to the Horn of Africa. And... Um, and, um, yeah, so Yusuf, nice and quiet, please, Daddy, or you're going to be in trouble. I've told you this. You know the rules. Anyways, so, um, so yeah, so they're, they're kind of, they are of different families, really, right? Cushitic and Semitic. Um, a lot, another thing that confuses people is that a lot of Somalis are Arabic speakers. Like, I remember, I remember when I first started studying Somali at university, um, a lot of people kind of bounded around that, like, 70% or 80% of Somalis can speak Arabic, too. That, in my experience, is complete nonsense. 
really. Like, actually, in Somalia itself, there's not really any reason for people to learn to speak Arabic. Yeah, so you'll meet a lot of Somalis who speak Arabic, but it's not because they learn Arabic in Somalia, right? Like, like, like beyond madrasa and Islamic education, people don't speak Arabic, like, in the street and stuff, right? Like, it, like Somali is the language that people speak in Somalia. But a lot of people, before they come to Europe, they go via a Middle Eastern country. Like, a lot of the Somalis, including my, my in-laws, um, they moved to they moved to Saudi Arabia and then they came to the UK and that's why they speak Arabic. Or people might move to Egypt first, then come to the UK or to Qatar or to Kuwait or um, you know or another Arab country before they come to the UK or Canada or the USA or whatever. And that's that's really why. Another thing that I think is an interesting point to mention is that that the two languages are kind of similar in that they both kind of evolved in a very nomadic environment, like. Like, a lot, a lot of the things that Somali has, vocab-wise and grammar-wise, that's related to culture of the desert, it shares with Arabic, which I, I think is really interesting as well. Like, like you know, like, in, in Arabic, there is a book, Kitab al-Ibl, which has about 400 words for camel in, and, and Somali has probably similar to that too. Um, you know, there's lots of things that are kind of, kind of obviously for the desert that, um, you know, that, uh, that, that Somali shares. But, um, you know, unlike Arabic, Somali, unfortunately, unfortunately for us, as people live in these times, doesn't have like a strong written culture. Historically, there's like there's a very, very strong oral culture, which just means that, unfortunately, we don't have access to to be able to say whether the same sort of descriptions of the desert and stuff are used in Somali literature as there are in Arabic. We, we do a bit. We, we, do, we do have some Somali literature. Just so much of it has been oral. Like it's kind of. So Somali's situation is kind of what Arabic would have been like if it wasn't for Islam. Do you know I mean? Like, because of Islam um, and the need to write down the Qur'an and other important, you know, religious stuff, um, you know, because cause that, didn't, that didn't happen in Somali, um, a, lo a lot of, you know, literature and stuff may, may be lost and we can't really do a comparative study in that way. But, um, but anyway, so what we'll do is let's run through, like, 15 words that I've found, you know, that I, that I just prepared quickly, of words that that are shared with Arabic, you know, because there's there's pretty strong evidence, right, that, that, that like, you know, there's pretty strong evidence that Somali is actually older than Arabic, which is which is really interesting. Um, so it's why I always deliberately say that Somali shares with Arabic rather than it borrowed from Arabic. You know, we often, yeah, we often kind of make the assumption that Somalis became Muslims and then and then they adopted a load of their language, but it's, it's not always necessarily that way round, necessarily, right? Good, so the first word that I have written down is the word for cat, bisat. So Somali, those of you Somalis who are listening to this, I know you have other words like yan, yur, and mukulel, and basho. There are four, the four main ones that I know of in Somali. Um, but uh, but the word bisat is one that you use in Somali, but particularly in the north of Somalia. But um, yeah, bisat is one that comes from Arabic or is shared with Arabic. There's a word bisse, spelled a bear, seen, and then with a te, morbota at the end. Bisse, plural of which is bises, I believe. Um, and it means a cat. Um, it's not the most common word. Like in like Somali, Arabic has a few words. Um, obviously, we all know the word hurayra. You know, that's kind of the, the small kitten version um, of another word for Arab, another word for cat in Arabic, and the word qitta as well. So th there's at least three right there that that that, that we know of. But bisat um, is is a is a word that's in Somali and it's also in Arabic too. Um, in, in, you more commonly hear it in dialects actually, where people just say bisse. Like I know in Palestine, when I was studying in Palestine. That they call a cat a bisse, and that's just a an amiya aside version of um, basseton, which which I think is the the actual Arabic word. Next is the word lakin. 
Obviously, we have lakin and walakin and walakinna in Arabic, and lakin is used in Somali to mean but. And I thought that was that was interesting as well because, like, when when languages borrow vocabulary, it 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 looks like and it seems most obvious that it would just be for nouns. Do you know what I mean? Like when you refer to a particular noun as something that you would borrow those from other languages. Um, like we, like we obviously have loads of them in English. The one that just comes to, comes to my head is just the word fiance, for example. Like that's obviously taken from 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 French, but like. To actually have like conjunctions and, and grammar and ways to conjugate verbs and stuff that are borrowed between the two, I think is quite interesting. I don't, I don't know if any linguists out there can, can comment in the comment section below if you're watching this on YouTube or just um, or if you or if you listen to this on the podcast, come over to the YouTube channel sometime and uh, and comment on this for me. So um yeah, so lakin um is shared with is shared with Arabic too. Next one is a verb, the verb akhri. Akhri. Um, those of you who know Arabic or, or, or know the verb qara'a are probably starting to just piece that together anyway. And sometimes sometimes Somali does spell it akhri with a, with a, with a Q as well, akhri. Um, but yeah, akhri, it means to read. It's the verb to read, akhri. Um, but you usually spell it with a K-H though, akhri. Um, yeah, and that, and that seems like, although it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not completely clear, is it? But it seems pretty obvious that the word to read in both in, in the two languages, akhri and, and qara'a. They, 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 they certainly seem to be very close. Speaking of reading and, uh, and, and writing, the word qalin, qalin is, um, is the Somali word for a pen. Um, yeah, obviously in Arabic you have qalamun, qalamun, and it's, it's a habit of Somali that if a word has a meme in it in Arabic, it will become, it will become an N in Somali. Um, i try to think of another example. Um, if, if another example comes to me, then I'll, I'll say it. But that, that's a common that's a common kind of um, way that Somali adjusts Arabic words when it when it when it brings them into Somali. Another very common thing that Somali does is um, if there's a T in Arabic, it will become a D in Somali. That's really common. Like like the word for soler, the prayer solat. Um, Somalis call it salad with a D at the end. Salad. If you if you ever go to Somali restaurants um, at the time for the salah. You'll hear people, they always say salad, salad, salad. They always clap with it as well. Salad, salad, salad. That's something you'll hear. Uh, my mother-in-law always says that at salad time. In, the, in my in-law's household, you don't hear the other and you hear salad, salad, salad. Anyways, so uh, the next one, um, this is really clearly shared with Arabic. Al-bab, al-bab, uh, which means door, right? But the thing about that is Somali has taken the Arabic definite article as well, right? Like the, the Arabic word is just bab to mean a door, but al-bab means the door in Arabic, but al-bab just means a door in Somali. And to make it the door in Somali, you need to put ka on the end, so al-babka means the door. Um, yeah, I'll give you, yeah, yeah, al-babka. If you want to tell someone to um, to close the door, al-babka mahirikata. Like, can you, can you close the door? Al-babka mahirikata. Um, yeah, al-bab is one well, that's quite obviously. Um, I, I don't know of any other words in Somali like that. It kind of reminds me of, kind of reminds me of how in Spanish you have loads of words that begin with al, and they're obviously remains of Arabic from um, from um, from El Andalus when um, when Spain and Portugal were were ruled by Arabs. Um, because there's lots of words in in Spanish that that share that, like the word alfombra. Um, in Spanish, meaning a rug, I think, or albondigas, uh, like meatballs. They're, they're, they're all words that are remnants of, of, of Arabic. Kind of reminds me of how Spanish does that. The next word is a word that, um, that, that Somalis all know, right? Like all Somalis use it, but even Somalis themselves don't often associate it with being something Arabic because it's such a rare word in Arabic. So, um, so 
So Arabic, to say to drink in Arabic, there's obviously the verb shariba, but there's also a verb abba. But abba means to gulp something. Like you're not you're not just kind of sipping on a drink, you're gulping something if you're really thirsty, is to abba something. And, and, and the verb ab in Somali is to drink, right? It, it doesn't mean to gulp if you're thirsty in Somali. It's just the normal verb, normal verb to, to drink. But uh, but ab is actually is actually shared with Arabic. Um, but that, that could be an, an example of one that actually comes to Arabic from Somali. It could be. Um, or, or just or just from a shared ancestor as well. It could be. Um, but yeah, who who knows? Who knows? So, um, yeah, but in, in, there, there are people in Somali, in Somalia, particularly in the north, I think, who will use the verb sharab um, instead of ab. But um, ab is the, the main one that I've had. Next example is the verb isti'mal. Isti'mal. Obviously, in Arabic, there's a form 10 verb, isti'mala, meaning to use. And uh, isti'mal um, is in Somali too. Um, it's quite funny how... So, so, so in Arabic, right, we have, we have the verb isti'mala in Arabic. And, um, and it's mustar, it's verbal noun, is isti'mal, isti'mal, right, in Arabic. But in Somali, they take the verbal noun and then they, then they conjugate it in their own ways, right? So, so you have the verb isti'mal in Somali, but you use it you don't you don't change it the way you do in Arabic, right? You say like one istirmalaya, I am using something in Somali, right? You you take the verbal noun and then you put like Somali stuff on the end and on the end to to conjugate it. It's um that's pretty that's pretty interesting to me. I don't know how that comes about. Um yeah, wahan istirmalaya, I'm I'm using kalinka one istirmalaya. You know, I'm 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 using the pen, for example. Uh, next one, the word kursi. Kursi exists in Somali, of, often for words that have likely come from Arabic into Somali. They'll often be an original Somali word as well, but kursi is by far the most common. Um, so sometimes when you have words like this, often when you have Somali words like this that are quite clearly from Arabic, you'll have like a Somali plural and an Arabic plural, which is quite interesting, you know, like, and you can use either of them. So it's, it's common in Somali to um, make words plural just by adding an O on the end. Right, and kursio is the way to say chairs in Somali, but um, sometimes Somali we use the Arabic plural, which is kuras as well. So some, so sometimes you'll have words like that that have two plurals, and that, that Somalis will use a Somali one or an Arabic one, and they've both kind of become they both become Somali. Next, um, this is an interesting bit of um, etymology here. So the word arab, arab, uh, means a tongue, but obviously it's shared. It's got roots shared with with Arab, with with the Arabs, right? But Arab, yeah, it means a tongue. I don't know if there is. Um, I mean, we we know that in the Arabic language, that that root has something to do with eloquence. Like there's a verb Araba, um, you know, which is kind of about expression and stuff. There's a, there's a verb for that in Arabic, but it's interesting that's come into Somali too. Araba, it means a tongue. Although, um, yeah, kind of a a little bit of a tangent on that, but an interesting point. Is that in, in Somali, when you talk about the Somali language, you know, it's, it's really common in English and in Arabic too to talk about a language as a tongue, right? Like, um, it, even in the Quran, Allah refers to the languages of the world as elsina, as, as, as the tongues. Um, but in, in Somali, when you talk about the Somali language, they don't say, they don't say, like, Arabka Somaliga. They don't say the Somali tongue. They say, Afka Somaliga. They say the Somali mouth, right? Because a, a, a mouth is an af in Somali, right? Um, yeah, which is which is interesting. I don't know why they refer it to a mouth. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's an if that's indicative of of what the language sounds like or whatever. I, I don't know. Anyways, uh, next one is the word sahib. 
anyone who knows any level of Arabic really will probably know the word sahibun in Arabic. And um, yeah, it means a companion or a friend. Um, Somali will use it as more casually, like he's your friend. You know, sahib kai magaisu wa Yunus. You know, my, my, my friend, his name's, his name's Yunus. But like in, in, yeah, I suppose in Arabic that is true as well, actually. I was, I was just thinking like in Arabic you have the word sadiq to mean a friend and sahib. Sahib, it might kind of, because it's used for, it's used for the companions of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It might be seen as a little bit more, um, a little bit more archaic or a little bit more classical maybe to describe people as your companions. But in Somali, it doesn't mean companions. It just means your friend, right? It is used casually to mean your friend. Um, next, the word masajid. Masajid. Um, obviously in, in Arabic, there's the word masajid. Um meaning mosques, but in Somali they've taken the plural and it just means one mosque, right? Masajid means means a mosque in Somali. Um, again, I don't know how that comes about. I don't know how it comes about that you end up taking a broken plural of a word and making that the singular in your language. I, I don't know how that comes about. And um, to, to be honest, it seems, it seems quite clear to me that that is one that's come from Arabic, right? It, I don't think that shares an origin because... Yeah, I don't think that shares a common ancestor, and I don't think it's something that could have come from Somali into Arabic. I mean, just because it would, it seems obvious that it's a word that would come into Somali because of Islam, which came from the Arabs to the Somalis. But um, but also, like, it doesn't line up with the word to pray or anything in Somali, which is duko or tuko, depending on depending on what dialect you speak, but tuko or duko are other words for praying. Um, but masajid quite clearly seems to come from uh, come from Arabic. Next, we only have a few more left, but next is the word ahmaq. Ahmaq is, a, is, a, is an Arabic word, obviously, and uh, it just means a stupid person, an ahmaq. Someone's an idiot, then they're a big ahmaq. Um, Somali has another term, which is na'as, which is pretty rude. To call someone a na'as is pretty rude. In fact, I'm a little bit, um, a bit uncomfortable even saying it in front of my son, but, um, he, he, but he, he knows it and he knows that I'm just saying it for the sake of the video. But, um, but yeah, ahmaq exists in Somali as well, but na'as, I don't believe that. If any of you know if that exists in Arabic, then let me know, please, because I'll be interested in that. Uh, we've only got three more left. So um, another one is daqiqat, daqiqat, which exists in Somali. That's an example of how I was telling you how if something exists in Arabic with a T, that'll often become a D in Somali. So daqiqatun, obviously in Arabic, meaning a, a minute, um, becomes daqiqat in Somali. Next one. I sometimes get in trouble for this one. But um, it's something that people always pick up on. Like people with any level of Arabic, when I teach them about this in Somali, they always pick up on it. So it's not just me who picks up on it. So, um, so we'll mention it anyway. The word nag in Somali means a woman. Okay. Um, however, the word for a she-camel in Arabic is a naqatun, is a naqa. And um, I quite often... Just whenever I've mentioned that word, meaning a she-camel, whenever I mention the word nag, meaning a woman, people always make that make that connection, even when they're unprompted by me, right? So I thought I'd mention it. Like, I, I do, I think that's a complete coincidence, right? Like, I, I don't believe, I don't believe that the word naka to mean a she-camel came to the Somalis and they thought, that's what we'll call our women. I, I don't think anything like that happened, right? But, but it's just a, it's just a coincidence, right? That there are, you know, there's a word nag and then naka. Um, yeah, because because the word for a she camel in Somali isn't a naka; it's a hal. Hal is a uh, is a naka in Somali. And then the last one is the word kali. Kali, 
um, is from ghali. That's another very common sound change. That if a word has a ghain in it in Arabic, it will become a qa in Somali. Because Somali has a qa, it has a ha, it has a a, but it doesn't have a ghain. Oh, yeah, it doesn't have a it doesn't have a ghain. Qali. Um, yeah, qali meaning um, meaning expensive, meaning the opposite of rakhis. Um Yeah, but back to the word. On that note, back to the word qalin, meaning a pen. It's it's interesting that Somali have taken that word into their language because they already had the word qalin to mean something in Somali. Like in Somali, qalin means silver. Um, but but now when you say silver, you usually say qalin qalin qali, right? You say like qalin. You say like expensive. You say like like valuable. Like valuable. Valuable Kalin, right? Because a Kalin normally just means a pen. But, um, Yusuf, yeah, you can, but please, Yusuf, stop. I've nearly finished this episode now, but you need to stop. No, 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 not a hug now. When I finish, you can have a hug. All right, come here, we'll have a hug. Come here, Daddy. You didn't. Oh, you not got any trousers on. I was going to put you on my lap, but you've not got any trousers on. Yusuf, put your trousers on, please. Yusuf, stop it. Put your trousers on, please, young man. Where is it? They're in the bathroom still, I think. Can you do me? Yeah, just a minute. I'm just going to finish this episode and then, then we'll play. Okay, anyways, let's wrap this up. Um, that is everything for this. I haven't got anything else left to say, so I'd best go and um, help out my son, inshallah. I'm not sure what he wants me to do for him, but um, uh, he's a... Uh... Those are your trousers. Yep, yeah, put those on, please. Oh, wait a second, I'm just going to wrap this up and then I'll help you put your trousers on. You want to come stand next to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Can you do this? All right, everybody. You said, let me say bye-bye. Do you want to say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Okay, good boy. You say, Nabod Gilyu. Well done. Or Ma Salama. Good boy. Cool. Okay, right, that's it, everybody. Assalamu alaikum. You guys take care. Stay safe. I think that's enough. Yusuf, why haven't you got your trousers on?